Welcome to the Awaken the Awesome podcast with your host, Uriyidi. This is Awaken the Awesome, a podcast where we take a moment to acknowledge that we are all in this together. Through enlightening conversations and personal insights, we like to connect with individuals just like you who show us how they are bringing a little bit of awesomeness in their individual journeys. Our hope is to encourage you to always keep pushing and to stay awesome along the way. We talk a lot on this program about the patience and willingness to grow out of your comfort zone, to break out of your own shell, to go after your true desires and to step into your true self, but it would be quite foolish to not be reminded of the true pain, anxiety, and struggle that comes along with us on this powerful journey. As a transformational nutrition coach, chef, life coach, and all-around delightful being, my next guest, Farah Jakaseus, can certainly attest to such uncomfortable truths. In this warm-hearted as well as revealing conversation, we touch on her own battles with personal demons, limiting beliefs, owning up to one's responsibility in the process, and cherishing the rewards of coming out the other end filled with wins. A powerful exchange, which I do hope you'll enjoy. So let's get into this. Awaken the Awesome, episode 89 with Farajak Kassius. Here we go. And that's why I invited you because I really resonate with all the stuff that you do, you know, for, you know, trying to embody the well-being that, you know, that you want to promote, uh, not just for yourself, but other people. And I really respect your mission in trying to help us, you know, from the inside towards out, you know, through our nutrition, through our personal, you know, mantras, to our affirmations. That's the conversation I wanted to have with you today. Oh, thank you for that. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, like you just resume, did a resume of what I do in a sentence. Like when I try to explain to people what I do and why I do it, I use a whole bunch of words, but you just said it beautifully. And thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. My first question, I did have a question for you. And, you know, it's kind of weird, but I'm like, hey, that's a that's a fun one. I could probably ask uh, Farah. The thing is, a couple of days ago, uh, I was having a conversation on Instagram and I basically posted it as a as a story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, you know, when we used to, when you ask people, like, okay, ask me a question and stuff. Right. And someone actually threw me like, you know, a dynamite. And I'm like, I really had to be honest with that one. And the person just strictly asked me, what is stopping you from ruthlessly going after what you truly want out of this life? Because mm-hmm. you talk a lot, you know, every day about chasing your dreams and going after what you want and everything. And my, I had to take two days to answer it. Mm-hmm. I really snapshot it and I'm just like, you know what, I'm going to answer this later, but I have to be honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And my own answer was very short. It's fear. It's yeah. fear and confusion because my personal feeling in this, even trying to get myself out of the, you know, the funk of like, you know, chasing my dream and chasing whatever my purpose is, because I still don't have that answer. I still don't. Mm-hmm. And I came to realize that, you know, fear is a very real crutch for a lot of people. Oh yeah. And that's why I wanted to launch that question towards you. How do we go beyond the fear? It's a huge question, but I really wanted to, you know, open up the conversation. How do we deal with that fear, Fa? That's a really good question. And I feel like to me it's um it's something that I try to like de- deal with for a lot 
of years and many years for many years. And I was just wondering like, you know, why, why can't I just do what I want to do? Why can't I be that person I want to be? And I mean, it was just that feeling inside of me that, that is called fear that was there. And, and honestly, I had to go to the, to rock bottom, uh, to figure out like to, 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 to face the point that like, all right, either you do something or you don't. So either you face your fears or you stay where you're at. And how do you deal with fears basically is, it's just digging. It's digging. There's no other way. You have to dig why those fears are there. What is it that you believe that makes you think that X, Y, Z is stopping you? Um, you, you can't get, you know, what you want to, to, to get. And, and that's what I did for six months. Um, oh, wow. With, uh, with the Killer Instinct program, with me, Shobo, I dig, I dig, 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 and I just found this whole other person. I have found this new person that I am today, and I, I can't sit here and say that I don't have fears. I think feel real will always be around, but it's a matter of, am I willing to dig or no? You get that a lot from oh, people. Oh, yeah. It's something I hear a lot. It's like, yeah, I know what I want. But I have to ask, are you willing to put in the work mm-hmm. to get it? And, and often enough, that's where people get stuck, I think. Oh, yeah. And again, fear comes up. Like, oh, yeah, what am I going to discover if I start digging? There's a whole, there's a bunch of things that I'm trying to hide from the world, that I'm trying to hide from myself. What did you find? Oh, I found a lot of things. One thing that I was not even aware is that... I'm I'm my worst enemy. Like I'm the person who actually stops me from doing great things because of of my beliefs. And uh if I can give you an example. For example, like I I I I just quit my job recently, okay? Mm-hmm. So to me that was something impossible. I couldn't do that because I'm not smart enough to learn something else. That's that's what I would tell myself. I'm not smart enough to go back to school and have a new career. So I can't quit my job. I have to stay there. And I I legit believed it. You were convinced of that truth. Oh yeah. I was. Oh. I was. And even like at work I was struggling. I studied in physical rehab just to put you in context. And, you know, physiotherapy is um, a field where you have to know your things and you have to know what you do every day. It's like your your, your knowledge uh, from school has to be not too far away, mm-hmm. you know. So I felt like, you know, my colleagues were better because they had, like, answers and techniques uh, that would come up quicker than than me. And, or they were able to take on more patience than me. And I legit believe that it's because I wasn't smart enough. So this is why I wasn't good at my job. And then if I keep going, figuring out, like, where did that come from? Well, if I go back to school, well, I was in college. So as I was in college, I was um, going through one of my stages 
with uh, a teacher that challenged me a lot. And at one point, well, to, to the end of the stage, he was like, oh, well, you know, you didn't make it. You just ended with 58%. Like, I tried my best to, like, bring out points and stuff, but, like, there was just things that I could not let go and whatever. And I'm like, wow, okay. Like, I worked so hard, and I get 58%. And he was like, well, you know, I don't see you doing that. Why don't you, you know, why why do you want to do this? And I told him, this well, is the teacher I, telling you this. Yeah, yeah. And I told him, well, it's because I, I love to help people. And he's like, well, you know, there's plenty of other ways that you can help people. Like, you know, the caregivers, they help people too. Like, okay. you could do that. And I was like, seriously? Wow. So, like, from that day, I was, like, traumatized, honestly. I was like, okay, there's something wrong with me. I had good grades. But that experience left me feeling like I wasn't enough. And that, like, I carried it on in different aspects of my life and mainly in my career because it all started in school. It all started in school. So you carried that projection of someone else's opinion and, you know, um, visualization of you. So you carried that and brought it along your path into your professional life. Yeah. What does that say about the words that are spoken into our universe and the words that we allow to shift our own programming? What does that say about the power of words? Oh, words are really powerful. They're really powerful. But what you believe, I would say, as well, is really powerful. And I did not put any opinion into that when I heard those words. I could have been like, he'll screw you. <laughs> I know I got this and I'm not going to be a caregiver. But I was like, oh, okay, so I can't do this. He's the teacher. He's, he's the one who has, you know, the last words. I didn't pass my course. I can't be, you know, a physical rehab therapist to him. That was just frustrating. It just frustrated me. But really hurt. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. It did hurt. It did hurt. But now I'm using words in another way, um, in a positive way. And anything negative, I just trying to find something super positive to, like, not make it go away, but to kind of subtract it. So have you, do you still think about it? Have you let it go? Have you forgiven? I would say that I did recently and it's been how long has it been like eight years that long yeah that is like if we're just talking eight years and sometimes we even carry stuff that would said to us when we were kids Mm -hmm. through adolescence and those words and those those thought processes that mind shift that programming if you will that Uh we carry sometimes because i believe that human beings again are an accumulation an assimilation like legos of emotions feelings and circumstances mm-hmm. and if you don't pay attention to the fact that it's not cement like i said i visualize it as legos you can change the pieces but you have to want to but yep. sometimes it's so part of your day-to-day 
that you don't even question it anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's scary. Yep. It's scary. It is. It is. And it's, it's, you have to be strong. You have to be strong to do that. You really have to be strong and it won't happen overnight. It won't. Cause like, as I told you, I got over it recently, but yeah. I can't say that like I'm a hundred percent over it. I'm like 80% over it probably. And every, every time I, I even like think about it, it's like I'm letting it go a little bit piece by piece. So. It's a, it's a daily, so I'm guessing, you know, it's a, it's a day-to-day operation to try and, you know, just oh, yeah. Oh, keep yeah. yourself on point. Mm-hmm. And, and this is why I say it's hard to get over, you know, fear because it doesn't happen overnight and it takes, it takes time. It takes effort. You have to be strong mentally. You have to be willing. You can't give up because when you start, you wake up other things, you know? So you have to keep going in order to really go through that phase and get to another version of yourself. So from what I'm hearing from your words, we're not just, I'm trying to phrase this properly, the self, who we are, we always have the power to evolve. We can always change. Change is possible. Oh, yeah. Yes, everybody can change. You wrote a lot, you know, in a lot of your posts, and I, I've been doing I think, just a little bit of reading up on, on your work and uh, your mm-hmm. overall message. And you talk a lot about patterns, you know, whether uh, toxic, toxic patterns, negative patterns. And we're not just tra- trying to just put a dark cloud on everything. You know, people have positive patterns as well. Mm-hmm. You know? But I'm guessing from your words is that it's all about a conscious exercise. Yes, 100 percent. This is why, you know, a lot of people that, you know, that we connect with, and people that, you know, Troy's trying to, you know, I'm sure with you that happens a lot as well. You know, they want to ask for advice and trying to know how to get through. I was like, dude, I'm going mm-hmm. through the same mess as you are. Trust me. Yeah. We're all at different, st- <laughs> <laughs> all at different stages. Exactly. But it's, it's amazing. It's a beautiful, it's a beautiful thing you're doing. I have to say, because throughout, not just, you know, just your concern for well-being, but for you from what I'm getting. And of course, I'm going to let you touch on it from what I'm getting is that, you know, you're very concerned and you're very, um, you've made it uh, your purpose. I like to use that word mm-hmm. to ensure or help out as less as, as much as you can with, with our, our own well-being, whether internal and external. Yeah. And, you know, and that's a beautiful thing. How did that start? Well, where, where did that come from? It came from, from my, my journey, honestly. And um, so I said that I spent over six months working on myself Mm-hmm. Well, those six months, I was actually on sick leave from work. So I believe that this happened at the right moment. It was the most painful moment of my life so far, but it happened at the right moment. So um, I worked at a CLSC um so I go like in people's house and I rehab, I do rehab with elderly people who had surgery, hip uh, replacement, knee replacement, and I would do physio at home with them. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that I start having this pain in my leg, but I just kept going, kept going a month, a month and a half. Um, Mid-March, my body was just like, that's it, girl. You have to stop. So 
I was on sick leave for six months for just lower back pain due to I don't know what. There was no injury, no pinched nerve, nothing. But you're in pain. I was in crucial pain. Ugh, it it was hard. And uh, yeah, my my husband was with me. Thank God, because it was a hard phase of my life. Every morning, crying. It was hard for me to go to the bathroom. Uh, he was gone at work. I had to feed myself. Like just walking in our apartment was really difficult for me. So stuff you take for granted, right? When your body shuts down. Seriously, <laughs> being grateful. Now I'm grateful that I can walk. <laughs> but um, yeah, so. During this this period, I was um, I was home from uh, March 2018, uh, and then I was just depressive. Like the pain was was taking over, and then I had anxiety and fear every time I had to go visit my doctor because I feared that she would send me back to work because. I was in pain. I didn't want to go back to work because I was in pain. And I didn't want to go back to work because I did not like what I do. I did not like it at all. Mm-hmm. So I think my body was talking to me and sending me home in order to work on myself. And this is when a couple of months later, like two months later in June 2018, I started um, Killer Instinct. Mm-hmm. So I was home. Uh, and twice a week meeting with the Nishobo and doing his program, working on myself and, um, yeah, just being surrounded with high performers gave me, you know, the, the, the will to work on myself. And as I do that, um, I was home, right? So I gained a lot of weight as well. So as I do that, I'm trying to figure out how I can lose my weight without exercising. So what's the next thing you look at when you can't exercise if you want to lose weight? Your food. Obviously. So I went to a nutritionist and um, she was doing a, she was uh, following up with my husband at the moment. He was uh, training for a marathon mm-hmm. and um, I was just there. Uh he would take me out when he would come back from work to go to his, to his appointments. And I was like, you know what? I, I want to to have a, an appointment for myself because I, I want to lose weight and I can't work out. So I want to see how she can help uh, with, with my eating habits. And then um, I worked with her a bit and then she gave me, you know, some um, guidelines and I just had to go do the work in the kitchen. So I have these numbers on a paper this amount of calories, this amount of carbs, proteins, and fats. And I'm just like, all right, what do I cook? And uh, with my pain, like I couldn't cook a lot. So I did what I could to figure out meals, but then they were boring. And at the time I wasn't eating meat. I was vegan. So uh, it was a challenge. And then I was just like, all right, just have fun with it. You're home. Take your time. You can spend the whole day to, you know, cook one meal. It doesn't matter. So I just start liking it. And I was having fun with it, creating those uh, meal with the Caribbean flavors, vegan and healthy. And I was just proud of myself for doing that. 
So as I work on myself, I'm eating good, I'm losing weight, you know, things are going well, and I'm figuring out really what I want to do in life uh, by with this All experience. through this period. Exactly. So by the end of December, this is uh, this is when we finished the killer instinct. I was like, all right, I'm quitting my job. I'm quitting my job. Like I feel fulfilled. I I feel like, you know, I'm doing something I like. And and I even like um as I went back to work progressively, I started taking on clients to do their meal preps. So, oh wow. Yeah, I was t- I was doing meal preps for for a friend and then for other people that didn't have time to cook and wanted to eat healthy to lose weight. So I was doing it for other people and and I really felt like I was making a difference. So uh, this is how it all started. And then uh, I felt like, you know what? The cooking is not enough. I actually want to speak to people. I want to coach them. I want them to take this seriously. It's their health. It's uh, super important. We only have one health. And um, I mean, we can work on it definitely, but I, I've seen, you know, the other side uh, with elderly people and um, it's not beautiful it's not nice at all so I know what I don't want to be obviously when I look at them and um, I just want people to take care of themselves now so yeah this is how it it's all amazing journey came alive. it's really important to call it a journey because and you know what because I just heard you talking and I'm like oh wow that is it's so cheesy to say this, but that is a true awakening. Mm-hmm. And this is so much of what I'm trying to let people know um, throughout these messages and these conversations that I have on this podcast that, you know what, you have a responsibility towards yourself to put in the work, to do what you need to do, but you have to want it bad enough. Oh, yes. Because oh, yes. It's something that is amazing. And when I heard from you, and you didn't stop saying it through every single phase, you had to choose to take an appointment with the nutritionist. Mm -hmm. You had to want to make those meals. You had to want to, you know, write down the numbers and keep yourself accountable. Yeah. Because I believe that, you know, when you invest in yourself, you reap the benefits and you know the work that you're putting in. Mm-hmm. And that says a lot, man. So congratulations on being on the other end. Congratulations. Thank man. you. I can't, Thank I, can't, you. I can't congratulate you enough. <laughs> it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Thank you for um, that. One question I had, though, mm-hmm. and that's really important because throughout your entire journey, one thing you didn't leave out, you talked about your husband. You yeah. talked about the nutritionist. You talked about, you know, conditioning yourself and putting in the work and, you know, just physical therapy and everything, just, you know, getting back to yourself and you're putting in the roots and talking to people and reading up. You need to surround yourself with the right people. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. Talk about that. Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, our brain is like a sponge, honestly. Like, and and also, like, the vibe, the energy that you're getting from people, you can absorb it. And, and that is being healthy in your environment that's being healthy for yourself when you're conscious about who is around you and what kind of vibe they they're sending towards you super important and i i was meeting twice a week with high performance super nice people and very genuine very human and i was away from all the negativity that i was dealing with every day at work and that just 
kept me focused. That kept me focused. That gave me strength to keep going, work to keep working on myself. That I would say is the most important thing to do to make sure that your environment is good. You're surrounded with good people, and also that your environment is clean. A messy also, environment does not inspire you at all. Touch and, on that. I'd love to touch on that because I've been reading a lot about you know the. Because uh, obviously with, you know, spring coming, like, you know, because, you know, with a house with two kids over the winter, you're, we're always trying to purge my wife and I. Mm-hmm. I understand that a cluttered environment is not just unhealthy in terms of like physical space and dust and, you know, and stuff, but mentally and emotionally that has some consequences, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. It does. For example, right now, like I, I were I was working on my desk and I have like a lot of papers and I see them. And I feel like, you know, a little bit of anxiety. What am I leaving behind? What are, why all those papers are there? And, and it's just the same thing that an environment with, I don't know, a lot of boxes, a lot of uh, toys, you know, a, a lot of things are, are, are lifting up. Uh, they're lifting those kind of emotions because you're, you're seeing it. It's in your way and it makes you think. I don't know if you get what I what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like you're mm-hmm. seeing it and you think of something because you're seeing that. But what if everything was clear? You wouldn't have to think about anything. So you would have headspace. But the more clutter your spaces, the more you have to think because your eyes catches off the, all those things um being around. So it's super important. Makes sense. Something as basic as who left this coffee cup here? Yeah. As basis, like you know, why isn't it in the dishwasher? Who who washes? Like, did I wash it? Is this like it's? It just starts an unending chain of like, okay, you could your head would be clear if it wasn't in your space. I get you. Yeah. And if you if you think of if you think of a a sink of dishes, right? Mm -hmm. So picture a sink filled with dishes. So it's it's not welcoming. But let's say that all the plates were like. Well put together, they were all clear and just in the sink. Mm-hmm. It's it's more calming, right? It is, and it, it it's a matter of like order, cleanness, evenness. Super important, super super important. Um, you also speak a lot about um about uh, personal nutrition. Um, whether, and again, you make no comparison because, you know, you're just as, you know, equal on whether people choose to eat meat or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is a very, cause I'm, I'm, I'm very good at really dumb questions, but how is it important? You know, what you put in your body, what you put in your body determines how you feel. This is how it is to me. It determines how you feel in a mm-hmm. way that at this moment, as you're eating it, you're looking for a feeling and when you're going to digest it you're going to feel something different so it's really important to know what makes you feel good after you digest well as you're digesting it i would say Mm -hmm. and most of the time we don't think about that we just think about the pleasure we have when we eat it okay and i was like that before um before moving in with my my husband after a wedding mm-hmm. i was eating out a lot and 
uh, yeah, we enjoyed it going to a restaurant or I would cook something uh, that I saw, I don't know, on Tasty with lots of butter and uh, cheese. But the after, oof, I was hard. No energy. <laughs> Sorry, but it's true constipation. And gaining weight. The feeling after was, was just bad. But as I was eating it, I felt good. So you have to know, you know, what what serves you and what doesn't. And it's all it? emotion. It's all emotion. Everything is emotional. Everything. Everything is emotional. So you have to either make an emotional decision and be like, I decide to feel good. I decide to feel good all the time. And this is when I chose to, you know what? We're going to cut meat. And my husband was going through the same thing as well. We did cut meat at home. It was hard to cut it uh, as we were going to her parents because uh, they're Haitian and they don't oh, understand <laughs> Haitian people not eating meat. But um you gotta have the meat. You gotta have the rice. You gotta have the rice. Yes, don't leave out the, rice. the rice mainly because if you don't eat rice, you're not eating. <laughs> don't leave out the rice. Every time my mom comes over, every time I have to go home, I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it's culture, people. And again, you can. And this is a part of acceptance, right? You have to know where you come from. You're not gonna change, you know, like you know, centuries of culture. Exactly. Like listen, you have. You just have to. You have to, you know, meet meet a little more than halfway. I would say, obviously. But um, and I call it cheat, but it's not cheating. It's actually like how you treat yourself. But yeah, yeah. I don't know if I answered the question. I went on. No, you did. You did. (laughs) You did. Uh, Again, and like I said, I'm asking questions uh, based on just being a normal person, just trying to you know get through the next day and through the next day because I know these are very real things that people go through. And again, Mm -hmm. we're not going to change a generation every day. But these questions and, you know, connecting with people with your experience and your expertise and your wisdom does matter because it's important to, you know, get through the story and yeah. get through the humanity of, you know, your personal truth and your personal journey. Mm-hmm. Right now, my own struggle, just nutrition wise, at least, like I'm not sure mm-hmm. if, it, if it applies is caffeine. Mm-hmm. I drink way too much coffee. I, I know it. But I'm just like, coffee makes me feel good. <laughs> ah, see? Hey, coffee makes me feel good. And I don't care at what time I have it. And I'm I, I'm very honest. Sometimes some people will see me post on Instagram, like, you know, it's 10.30 p.m. and I'm having my coffee and I'm editing this podcast. But I don't know. I love my coffee. I just do. Mm-hmm. But I know that post-coffee, I'm very edgy. I'm like, I'm antsy. And a lot of people say, well, I have coffee all the time. I'm fine. But that's you. But for me... Mm-hmm. I know it's important. I should probably include a little bit more water into my diet. Just mm-hmm. water. A lot of people tell me that. Just drink more water, dude. Just drink more water. It's it's a habit. I mean, you have to want. You have to want it. And I'm totally honest. It's true. You have to want it. You really mm-hmm. have to want it. And I know it's 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 important. And I I I know the fact. And this is especially not just for me, but also for my kids, because mm-hmm. again, the future generations see you. So you have to set the example as best you can. Right. It's not always, it's not about being perfect, but you have to be able to give them the best tools that they can. Mm-hmm. I think that for me, that's my why. And uh, I'm going to coach you a little bit on that. So, what's your plan? You're saying all these good things. So, like, what are you going to do to? Right now, over the past couple of weeks, I do have a water bottle in my car. So mm-hmm. before, so as as I before I leave home, I just I fill it up. I take it to work with me. So it's like okay, I do have my coffee, but it's like at least the water bottle and my, the intent is to empty it by day's end. 
Uh-huh. It's a large water, so I fill it up. If I fill it up at least once, I know okay. I've had a pretty good, a pretty good serving of water throughout the day. Uh-huh. You know, just incremental changes. Um, but yeah, you know, that's one thing. It's one thing. Again, I'm coming up with. I'm trying to be as rigorous as I can. I'm not going to say, well, every time I'm just going to cut coffee. You know, the, the, like you know, from day one, it's not going to happen. But incremental changes, little steps, little steps. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Congrats on the new website, man. Thank you. Thank I you did not so want to leave that out. I did not want to <laughs> leave that out. You know, it was like uh, you teased it over Instagram, and when it officially yeah. launched, I'm like, "Wow, this is uh, this is nice." You know, Thank you. you feel like you log in, and you're just like, "Oh wow!" Just, you feel like home. It's like, "Oh, welcome oh. to my welcome to my universe." Like, "Hi, I'm Fa. Nice <laughs> to meet you. How can I help you?" So, where? So, how long did it take you? And uh, you know, are you happy with it? I'm happy with it. I'm very happy with it, finally. So, how long it took me? Hmm. This version of the other versions, all the versions together? Yeah. <laughs> so, all the versions together, it took me, Um, I, I started in March, February. February, and then I launched it in May. But this version, I would say that I started in April. Okay. Yeah. It's really nice. It's really Thank nice. You. I Thank love the you. colors, the fonts. It just navigates really well. It's just like, you know, the little blog posts and everything. Guys, you really, guys, you really should check it out. Like, Farah knows. I'll definitely, you know, link it on the blog post uh, for the episode. But I'm just like, huh. Like I said, it just feels so, so warm, so homey. <laughs> It's exactly what I wanted. Thank you. It is. It it really is. It really is. And it definitely comes from a personal place. I could definitely say this. It's it's something that you obviously cared about because you talked about it a lot and you tease it a lot. And it's definitely Mm -hmm. saying that you're happy is definitely something that, you know, people should check out. Definitely. So these are the best ways to connect you. Like, look at like, you know, work with me, fair nose, the blog, you know, let's talk, book appointments, newsletters. It's all there, man. It's all Mm -hmm. there. Wow. Mm -hmm. Wow. So jazzed. So jazzed, so giddy. Um, <laughs> what else did I want to ask you? Um, I want to talk a bit about because um, you talked about discovering yourself, and I can speak on that because uh, we we're talking out the air about my own personal journey. Mm-hmm. And one thing in my work uh, on myself, and again on this program, I also talked about my personal bouts with mental health. For me, it's mostly stress, anxiety, and something I've you know I've been I've had to admit to myself: anger. Mm-hmm. anger coming from a place of um, disappointment mm-hmm. because I know as myself as an overachiever. And um, so when you let yourself down, you feel you're letting everybody down. Yeah. These are conversations I have with my wife, you know, late at night. These are conversations I even have with my kids, you know, in the morning. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, daddy, are you okay? It's like, nope, daddy, dad, daddy's not happy. Daddy's like, you know, daddy didn't call back this work stuff. I talk to my kids the same way I talk to my best buddies because my kids need to know mm-hmm. um, I am a rock. I am their their father. I am the pillar and everything. But at the same time, I am vulnerable and mm-hmm. I am open up to my kids openly. So when I'm pissed off, they know it's like they, kids, like daddy's not good right now. So, daddy, what's wrong? Daddy's sad. Daddy's mm-hmm. very, very sad. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's something that you need to accept. Yeah. Why I, was, I wanted to ask you the question about acceptance is because sometimes we try really, really hard to look away from the mirror. How do we overcome that in your opinion, in your best assessment? You're not a therapist, but you're a good person. Mm-hmm. Just so, But I really wanted to ask that question. 
And it's funny that you, you use the mirror um, because at a certain point, I, I didn't want to look myself in the mirror. I did not want to look at myself in the mirror at all. And to accept where I was, I had to sit down with myself, by myself, with nothing. No music, no nothing. And just sit in my pain and think of, you know what, this is how it is. And I would articulate it. I would articulate this is how I feel. I feel like this because of that. And that leads me to think that and do this. And I would just like, you know, swallow the pill every day. I would say, I would say that it was medication for me to do that. Um, because I, I was feeling less pain because at, at a certain point, I could not send myself to a point where I, I felt like suicidal was an, suicide was an option. No kidding. No kidding. No kidding. It, it was just, it was painful. It was very painful. And to me, it was a matter of life or death. So I was like, all right, I'm giving it this last shot and I have to do it. I have a husband, I have family, I have people that loves me. And I knew deep down inside of me that I had this little warrior that was able to change the world, that is able to change the world, actually. So I sit with myself and you know what? I dig in and admit stuff to myself. And at a certain point, I was using the mirror a lot. All right. What do you don't like about yourself? I didn't like my body. I didn't like, you know, how was it, how I was expressing myself. And I just started talking to myself in the mirror and visually like imagining, you know, a different body. And, um, yeah. So the, the mirror was my, my good friend and my enemy at the same time. And, uh, today I would say that it's a, it's a good spot for me to stand. And I turned it into a good spot as well because um, what I did is that I I took little post-it and that's from reading the book uh, from of David Goggins. Mm-hmm. And I just, I just wrote my wins. He, he uh, suggested to work, to write tasks, but I wrote my wins. So mm-hmm. every win I have, I write it, I put it on a post-it, and I leave it there. I don't remove it. I leave it there. And I just add. I just add to it. I just add to it. So there's a section of my mirror right now on on the right from the top to the bottom. It's just filled with wins. So whenever I feel low and I feel like I'm not satisfied with something, I just go back to my mirror and I look at my wins. And I'm like, all right, yeah, I did this. I did that. I did this. I did that. And what I'm dealing with right now it's going to be behind me. I just have to deal with it, swallow the pill again, and just make a win out of it. Sometimes, and it's stupid to say, sometimes it's a lot easier to just settle into the darkness and oh, yeah. the thing you're ashamed of rather than have to admit the fact that, okay, I'm not happy with it. Mm-hmm. But, as you said, everybody can change. 
Everybody can change. But you have to put in the work. Yes. Wow. Yes. And it, it was like, when you do that type of work, you have many voices in your head. The one that discouraged you, the one that's like, yeah, but you can do this. No, you don't have the skills. Oh, whatever. You're just going to go back to where you, who you were. And that's, that's a sentence that would come back a lot. You're just going to go back. You're just going to go back to do whatever. And I had just had this other voice saying like, no, you can do this. You can be this type of person. You can be like her, like him. And, and that's when I start thinking of, of people that are surrounding me. And, and I just kept going and I, I stopped listening to that voice discouraging me, but it was still around. It's a matter of, you know, keep pushing and believing, having faith, believing in God as well, putting God first and, um, yeah, do the work. That's what matters. Because the noise, from what from what you're saying, the noise is always going to be around. Yes, always, always. But you have to know that you're going to win the battle. You have to have faith that you're going to win the battle. I'm very humble right now. Like, <laughs> I was, I don't know, I'm just, and I'm very open. It's like that was very touching. I'm like, well, you have to put in the work. Because I'm thinking, thinking of all the people that I know are going through these struggles and I know are going through this turmoil. I know they're going through this confusion mm-hmm. and they need to hear these words from you. And I really want to thank you for being so open about it because people need to know that these are very real, but I don't want to say normal, but very human and genuine feelings. And you should not feel ashamed mm-hmm. to you know, embrace the fact that, you know what, you are beautiful and you will overcome. And yeah. these are great words that you're using. And I want to thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And I'll always preach that. I I come from a dark place. And today, the comments I hear people tell me, like the compliments, I would say, I'm just like, really? You noticed that? Okay. Like, it's like... It's all deserved. When it comes from genuine plates, when it comes from genuine place, it resonates. Because people resonate with genuineness. People resonate with personal truth. And people resonate with authenticity. Mm -hmm. What you bring is authenticity and something that, you know, people can smell fake or a mile away. Yeah. But that's why authenticity is something that's very rare. So when people are just like, hmm? Like, hello. So it's something that really stands out. And it's something that you definitely deserve accolades from. Because... You're putting in the work and you're definitely bearing yourself and, you know, just putting in your personal truth and a terrific mission uh, along your path. And that's something you definitely deserve um, all the recognition for. And so, again, you know, all the best to you, man. It's, it's a great you. thing. It's a Thank great you. thing you're doing. Um, I had one final question because I know we're coming up on top of the hour, so I don't want to keep you too much. No. My last question um, was in regards to something as simple as the power of a smile. What makes you smile? I'm someone who's, I smile a lot. <laughs> I smile a lot. And for, I feel like it's, it's a way to show my genuineness. So first thing that makes me smile in the morning is uh, when I wake up and I just say good morning to my husband and we kiss every morning. That's how it is. Open our eyes. 
good morning kiss and it's a smile it's just i feel like this is me giving positive vibe to him so what makes me smile any anyone who needs the smile as well anyone who needs the positive vibe like i would smile back at them even though they're not smiling i would smile at them so i would say like it's it's an easy <laughs> probably cheesy answer no, but it's not at all not at all because something as simple as a smile can impact someone's life in more ways than one oh. when i think of it my dad is like that my dad really? is always smiling he would be walking the street and meeting people or just like you know when when you walk the street and you just walk by someone to me it's just normal to like smile at the person and just say hi but to others it's like what do you want what's up with you like exactly what, what is, is your problem at me? exactly what is your problem and i get that from my dad my dad does that all the time all the time he walked the street and then he would just see someone and he's super genuine he would just like smile at the person and the person will smile back so i get that from him smiles are infectious smiles yes, are contagious they are like they laughter. are yes <laughs> Farah, thank you so much for this time this amazing warmth that's the word I wanted to use. Thank you for the warmth. Thank you for the honesty. Thank you for the genuine and heartfelt words of experience and truth and personal vulnerability um, that we shared in this moment because that's, uh, that's something that's important. I value your time, so I'm very grateful for it with everything that you're doing. I just want to say, again, best of success in everything. The guys, the website is farahknowswellbeing.com. I will definitely link it up to uh, the blog post for the episode once it goes live. Um, where are the best places for people to connect with you, Farah? You know, for your bookings or like you want to connect with you, you know, for, you know, for further bookings or, you know, coaching engagements, where can we reach you? Yeah, sure. So um, Instagram is the easiest uh, for me and my website as well. Uh, on my website, you will have... Uh, a link uh, as soon as you go on the first page book a session with me and if it's not my website it's on uh, my link tree from Instagram um, so yeah and I, I just want to say thank you for having me I think the message that you're sending out in the world is really not to be cheesy but it's really awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh I appreciate awesome. it I really appreciate Honestly. it and I, really I would say especially coming from a man I would say um, men are sometimes not as genuine as you are with their emotions and I think you're definitely an example to follow thank you so much thank you so much as uh, as a parting Oh, I always like to leave it to the guest. Not to put you on the spot. Trust me, it's just a simple, just a, uh, a regular ritual I do with the All guest. Right. Leaving out, just leaving out, you know, just uh, everyone with the with a bit of positivity. Okay. The way I put it out is like, you know, a kind word, a quote, a call to action, just a thought, you know, that people can actually wake up tomorrow and try to take that next step uh, to the next level. What would you leave them with? I would leave them with my slogan. I believe in it so much. So it's know your well-being, meet the best version of yourself. 
guys, you heard it here. <laughs> There's nothing more to add. Uh, thank you so much My for pleasure. your time you for and me. this awesome time. Guys, she is Faraja Kaseus. Please follow us on FaraKnowsWellbeing.com. I know it's long, but again, I will link it in the blog post. But do follow her on Instagram. It's a lot easier. Farah Knows Wellbeing on Instagram. Farah Knows. And uh, guys, have a terrific evening. Stay blessed. Stay resilient. Stay safe. Stay loved. Stay healthy. Eat well. Yes, always. And do, as always, stay awesome. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Awaken the Awesome podcast. We do love to get your feedback, so please drop us a line. Our email address, awakentheawesome at gmail.com. Also, if you haven't already, please hop on over to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, give us a rating, and leave us a review. We always do appreciate your support, and thank you for listening. Stay awesome. <laughs>